Yeah, that's right. It's key number 14. That's the virtual key that starts the 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport from Sal Gonzalez at Culver City Mazda. And a grand in the glove box. And that winner, George, is... Warleo from Montebello! Yeah! Warleo from Montebello! Warren, give us a call. Give us a call, brother. Give us a call. We want to congratulate you live on air. Warren Leon, come on down, baby. Wait, can I say that? Can I say come on down? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, come on down. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Congratulations to Warren. We hope to catch up with him here. Hopefully, he'll call us here in the next few minutes, and we will chat with him. Wait, if he uh, doesn't call us, does he still get the car? I I don't know. You'd have to ask Greg that. I don't want to make up a rule here. <laughs> yes, on, he's, he's won the car. He's won the car. He's going to get the car. He's already won the car. We just find him, ah, I guess, if that's the geez, case. I, I mean, we have his information. Yeah, so there is that. that, uh, is that too. Right, so, fine. LZ, speaking of uh, finding someone, the Lakers may have found themselves a starting point guard. Now, I thought the Lakers had a starting point guard in LeBron James, but I don't know if LeBron James wants to continue being the starting point guard. I know he likes the ball in his hands. Uh, he's great with the ball in his hands. He's, in essence, a point guard anyway. Um, but he has rolled in the past with guys who certainly are more than capable of distributing and scoring from that position in Kyrie Irving and Dwayne Wade. While now Dennis Schroeder is not either of those two guys, he is certainly a very capable player and has come out in his press conference today and said he wants to start next to LeBron and AD. So how does that make you feel? Because the initial thought was, yo, we're going to have the sixth man and the uh, runner-up for sixth man of the year be rolling with the bench unit. That bench unit's going to be sick. Well, listen, um, I appreciate the moxie that Dennis speaks of, and he certainly is capable of being a starting point guard for very good basketball teams. But if this team comes to him and says, we need you to do X, Y, and Z, then I'm going to need him to be of the mindset that he needs to fit in where they think they need him and not where he wants to be. Mm-hmm. Um, as good as he has been uh, for the Oklahoma City Thunder, he was equally as good as a scoring point guard for you know the Atlanta Braves when he first got into the Hawks. Atlanta Hawks when he first yeah. got into the league. And so we know he can score. What I don't know is if he can run an offense. I don't know that. I know he can score. I know he's, he's a willing passer. I know that he has assists. But do we know for sure he can run an offense? Because his career assist number of 4.6 doesn't sound as if he's someone who is constantly feeding the ball to guys who are getting easy buckets. It sounds like someone who's a scorer who passes the ball. Am I, you know, over... Analyzing this, George? Um, yeah, I think because you have LeBron, you're still going to have someone who's going to be finding guys too. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that I, – I, I think it's a little um, – I, I think this is a little bit to do about nothing, at least for now. So in the Dave McMiniman story that's up on ESPN.com now, here are some of the quotes from Schroeder. Quote, mm-hmm. I did the off-the-bench off stuff already the two years with OKC. He says, I think I, I try to move forward, and I think with AD and LeBron, I could be helpful as a starter in the point guard position. Schroeder was asked as a follow-up if he had spoken to Coach Frank Vogel about his desire to start, and he said he has not spoken uh, to Vogel. However, his representatives, Alex Serratis 
and Jeff Austin of Octagon discussed that aspect with the Lakers front office prior to the Lakers trading uh, Danny Green and the 28th pick to the Thunder to complete the deal. Quote, I think my agent talked to the organization before they was trading for me, he said. So that's that. Um, now, look, quotes can sound a lot different than actual tone, right? Mm -hmm. Let's not forget that English is also his second language. So I don't want to be the guy to overreact to this stuff until we've actually heard uh, everyone have the conversation, whether it's him with the coaching staff and LeBron and AD, because I think all those people will have to have this conversation as to what's best for this team. So while it sounds kind of like, oh, wait, wait a second, and I'm not saying we should summarily dismiss it. I'm just saying for right now, I I'm just tack you know chalking this up to a dude who's like, yo, I'm good enough to be starting in this league. I can help this team, and I like that moxie to your point. I, I, I do like the moxie. I'm just a little concerned um, that if he thinks he's coming to this team and he's going to have the same role he had his final two season in Atlanta when he was starting, um, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. Like, even if you are the starting point guard, you're just a starting point guard in name only. LeBron James is the point guard of this team. Right. And but LeBron guard, James will probably not play – at least early on in the season, as much as he has maybe in the past, LZ. But he's going to play, and he's mm -hmm. going to play a lot. And in the postseason, without question, LeBron James is sure. the point guard. But you don't think in the beginning of the season he may – you know, he's talked about kind of cherry-picking a little bit. Like, I, he's I just think, talking, dog. You don't think that's – you think that's – you don't, You just think he's, he's just saying that? I think he's just talking. Okay. Be for a couple of reasons. Number one is that – LeBron James is very much aware of where he is right now in the all-time scoring list. Very much aware of it. I'm pretty sure he would like to finish the, his career number one on that list. There's only one way to get there. You got to play and score. Yeah, but I think he's more worried about winning another championship, and I think he needs to feel like his body is right. Well, I think he's going to be able to do both because there's been no indication so far anyway that he's not capable of still scoring more than 25 a game. And, you know, putting his team in position to win a championship. Now, I do believe if it's between the two choices, winning a championship probably means a little bit more to him. But he probably is also still in the space, you know, emotionally where he feels that he can do both. He just finished second in the MVP voting. Let, let's, and he uh, just won a chip. Why wouldn't ask, you feel like you can do both? Yeah, I get it. But I, I just think that if he's prioritizing, I would say the championship means more to him. I think eventually he'll get that just because he's his body is in such great shape that, you know, he, he knows how to kind of finely tune himself. Um, Greg, real quick, you're a huge Laker fan. What do you make of the Schroeder thing? I don't really mind it. I mean, I can see him working well in that in that uh, starting lineup with those guys. So, I mean, I expected him to be a, the six man, but if he's in that starting rotation, I really like it actually. Because the Which six, this, the bench unit becomes different. Then, like, I'm curious to see, like, how they make that work with um, with Montrezl Harrell, who needs a point guard to get him looks. Well, um, maybe they're maybe they're assuming either one. Um, LeBron Dennis or Truder will be on the floor with him. I was going to say, yeah, Dennis will be on the floor with Trez and or. That Alex Caruso has been progressing enough that they feel like he can run those plays. Mm. You I don't am sound convinced. 
Yeah, I, I, <laughs> no, I mean I like Caruso, but I don't. He's I don't look at him as like a point guard, like a real point guard. Um, look, let's let's continue this over on the other side. Uh, plus, you wrote a column about the Clippers, and you've got some thoughts for them. And I don't know if you felt happy or sad watching this Mike Tyson thing this weekend. But we got a lot to talk about when it comes to this Mike Tyson thing this weekend. So we'll get to that coming up. Plus, hopefully we'll talk to Warren Leong, the winner of the car from Culver City Warren, Mazda. Call us. On call the other us, side, Warren. call us, Warren. So we'll have, hopefully we'll have him too. Lots to discuss coming up in two minutes. Happy anniversary, Michael Jackson's Thriller, 1982 today. And congratulations. We've got our winner on the line All for right. the 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport. Brand spanking new cherry red for our friend Warren Leung of Montebello. Warren, congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, George. Thanks, LD. Brother, brother, brother. First of all, when a, when a radio show is saying your name and to call us, you need to call us right away, brother. What were you doing? Well, I, well, I was just like, shocked that it just happened. I was like, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love leave. it. I love it. And of course, you're going to win that 2020. You won that 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport with a grand in the glove box from our friend Sal Gonzalez at Culver City Mazda. And the Mazda CX-5 stands apart a great deal right now. Uh, Y'all can visit Sal at Culver City Mazda during their Mazda Season of Inspiration event. The car is red. Uh, I've seen it. I have been in it. Uh, LZ's cardboard cutout was in it. Um, and uh, you know what? I'm going to ask you this. Where are you taking the car once once we can kind of move around a little bit? I'll probably go to Vegas. That sounds great. Yeah, there you go. You got a thousand dollars in the glove box too to let it ride at one of the tables, man. So listen, congratulations again. Thank you for being such a loyal listener. We are so happy for you. Hey, thanks, George. Congratulations, brother. This is hey, absolutely thanks, fantastic. And if you want to loan me the car from time to time, I won't fight you on it. No, don't do that. That's your car. <laughs> I right. said loan. Appreciate I didn't that. say give it to me. I just said loan. All right. <laughs> All right, Warren. Happy holidays to you, man. Congrats again. Hey, right, thank you. Happy holidays to you guys. All right, take care. Awesome. There is Warren Leong from Montebello is the winner. Um, there you go, LZ. We gave away a car. We gave away a freaking car. I know. We won awesome. championships. We're giving away cars. 2020 is on a comeback, yo. It is. It is finally on the comeback. Finally. Uh, all right, LZ. Do you want to talk about the Clippers in your column? first or do you want to talk about this Mike Tyson debacle thing that happened over the weekend so you know what's crazy I was looking at the Dennis Schroeder statistics from basketball reference mm -hmm. and my column is on there under hoop rumors <laughs> on oh, his site that's funny that's very funny so I said we do Mike Tyson okay now <laughs> I thought it, even though it, it was what I expected it to be okay mm -hmm. which was a bit of a circus and um, a bit of a debacle um, the Tyson part of it almost became a side story in the aftermath because look lo and behold hey it's two old guys fighting and you know it wasn't that great i thought snoop nailed it when he said it reminded him of your your drunk uncles fighting at the barbecue um at least uh you know i i have been a part of drunk uncles fighting at a barbecue <laughs> i'm sure you have as well as eat laura yes i've I mean, been a drunk Latino. uncle Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you are the drunk uncle? Is that what you said? I've been the drunk uncle at the barbecue, so Ooh. I know. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, so a very proud moment in my life. Greg, Greg, your your family seems a lot more sophisticated than ours. I don't believe there are uh, drunk no. uncles fighting at the barbecue. <laughs> I mean, more so than you'd probably think. We all got oh. our problems, George. We all oh, got our problems. Got the problems. Okay. All right. Good for all you. Right. Welcome to the, you know. I, I would tell you this, though. As far as drunk uncles fighting the barbecue goes, I would much rather get punched by one of Greg's family members than those two dudes that were in the ring. Sure, that's fair. <laughs> well, that's yes. very fair. Like, yeah, like let, fair. let's not get it twisted. Yeah. Just because they look old compared to their younger selves doesn't mean they still won't whoop your ass. <laughs> sure, absolutely. By the way, though, the one thing that I think stood out as the shining moment was Snoop Dogg is really good at calling a fight. Yes. Well, you, you had me at Snoop Dogg's really good. <laughs> right. And uh, he's, he's the, 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 the moment when he started singing, the reason why that was so powerful was because he, he saw the writing on the wall for poor Nate Robinson, and he actually started singing the song before Nate got clocked. So he actually saw it happening before it actually happened. It was very Tony Romo-ish, except, of course, obviously Snoop, had not been a professional boxer for years and years. He's just been an observer and a fan of the sport, but he could tell from the way that that fight was going down that, you know, our, our dog Nate wasn't going to be around for long, man. So poor Nate Robinson just became a meme. Like, I haven't seen memes like that on a dude being knocked Bruh. out since that Manny Pacquiao-Marquez fight a number oh, of years ago yeah. where they had, you know, like they, they had poor Simba there looking at Manny Pacquiao. They Simba'd. Nate Robinson, man. Nate Simba, Nate Robinson. They did a lot to Nate Robinson. But you know what? That's what happens. You get knocked the hell out. I know. When you get knocked the hell out and your body actually bounces on the mat yeah. before, it's, before it stops, oh. you're going to get clowned. You might as well stay down there. Did you, you, you're going to get clowned. Now, I know Jake Paul, this was, I believe, his third fight in this scenario. And it was Nate's first Uh Jake Paul fought. I, I, I hadn't seen him fight before. Okay? So... Mm-hmm. I was actually impressed that he was technically as sound as he was. And I don't think Nate thought that he would be that technically sound. Well, I don't know what Nate thought. But I do love what all the other professional boxers had been tweeting and posting on social media. Which is, you don't play boxing. Like, boxing is one of those sports that you don't take a few lessons and think, oh, I can probably do this too because I'm good at other things. It's like, no. Boxing is one of those sports that requires your undivided attention, that requires years and years and years of training that began uh, long before you're old enough to, to drive a car or to drink. And the fact that Nate took some lessons and thought that he could fight anybody in a ring professionally at a, such a short period of time was arrogant to be quite honest with you, which mm-hmm. is why uh, the boxers were mocking him and saying, you don't play boxing. You play basketball. You can play football. <laughs> you don't play boxing. You box. Yeah. And that's a totally different, you know, background and existence. Yeah. And uh, Jake Paul, my buddy, our buddy Beto Duran has just sent me this picture. Apparently, Jake Paul has already trolled Nate Robinson by taking a picture with a Nate Robinson Knicks jersey on. <laughs> I mean, I'd do That's it too. Funny. If I knocked that dude out like that, I would be clowning him all day too. That's pretty funny. Listen, he's going to get clowned. Yeah. You're, you're, when your body bounces, yeah. like it's one thing to take like a knee 
Right. It's another thing to like hit the ground, but then like just hit it once. Yeah, and you kind of pop back up, but he yeah. was out. Out. He was out. Out. He was, he was out, asleep. Out. Yeah. Bro was taking. A- Somebody went back and found a tweet from 2011 in which he said it's time to take a nap, and they retweeted it. Oh, that's so mean, dog. But yeah. it's so good. Yeah. So what's up, Beto? By the way, what up, bro? Yeah, it's uh it's just bad. Like I, it, it is one of those moments where you're like, dude. Yeah, like this. Boxing is a real thing. Like, and you can get really hurt clearly. And if you don't know what you're doing and the other guy does, even just a little more, like three fights is a big difference. <laughs> like that that is a big difference if you're it's your first fight and that's that dude's third fight. If you don't have natural ability to be a boxer. And right. fighting doesn't mean knowing how to fight also doesn't mean that you can be a good boxer. Because a good boxer can beat a fighter in a ring. Right. Right. And I, I don't know what he was thinking, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. But overall, I thought the ticket was a good ticket, you know, because Noah went in delusional. We knew what this Nate Robinson thing was. We knew what the Mike right. Tyson was, thing yeah, was. It was just, yeah, yeah. And so for the price point and the entertainment value, I thought it was fantastic. And I know Mike says he wants to fight more, and I'm here for it. I mean, yeah, I, I may be in to watch more of it. It just depends on who it's going to be. All right, coming up next, we're going to be back in three minutes. But first, we didn't get to LZ's Clipper suggestion in his column this weekend in the LA Times. If you didn't get a chance to see it, uh, we'll discuss it. Um, your thoughts on Dennis Schroeder wanting to be in the starting lineup. How do you feel about it if you're a Laker fan? 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. And football fans, Rams or Raider fans, hit us up at 877-710-ESPN as well. Who's loss was bigger whose loss was worse for their chances moving forward as this season progresses who had the bigger loss the rams or the raiders we'll tackle that question on the other side we're back in three minutes happy anniversary 1982 thriller album 100 million sold over 100 million sold still the most ever congratulations to warren leong who won our car our giveaway was today mazda 2021 CX-5 Sport, courtesy of our friend Sal Gonzalez at Culver City Mazda. Pretty awesome stuff. Sean McVay show is coming up in 15 minutes. Lakers talk will be on after that. We'll be back for a full show tomorrow and, of course, the rest of the week uh, as well. So, LZ, before I get to the calls here and I ask the you know Rams or Raiders which had the bigger loss, you had a Clippers column. You had some suggestions uh, for the Clippers, correct? Well, yeah, I mean – I wrote the column, but I would say the suggestions is based upon a consensus of many people that I've spoken to, uh, including you and Momo, which is what did the team really need? And whether or not so far through this free agency period, they addressed it. And I would say no. If we right. all agree that what they really needed was a floor general, I don't think they addressed that need. And so let me, I, ask, let me ask you this. Let, me, let yeah. me do a fake trade for you. You ready? Okay. And again... This may take a minute to develop, right? It may be this is you know remember the trade deadline this year will be in March. Um, so, what if I told you, let's say, the Toronto Raptors are like the fifth or sixth seed in the East this year, mm-hmm. and and look, Nick Nurse a hell of a coach, but yep. you know it's a it's a young roster uh, around the parts that they lost and around Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam. Um, what if they're like fifth or sixth seed? They're not really in it for a championship. Like you could tell they're missing. They've, let's say they've gotten beaten down by all the East contenders during the season to that point. If you're, you know, Masai Ujiri is one of the best GMs in the sport. Don't you think he dangles Kyle Lowry out there? You know, who only who's going to be on an expiring deal? Like 
wouldn't the Clippers be more like be the type of team that would at least kick the tires on that if that scenario played itself out? Well, I think obviously that's going to – you talked about where the Raptors, you know, hypothetically would be. That also depends on where the Clippers are. Mm-hmm. If the Clippers find themselves, you know, maybe the fourth seed, you know, in February, then yeah, absolutely. But if they're the number one seed or the second seed, I don't think that they pull the trigger because they may feel as if their gamble was validated. But here's the thing. We know Kawhi doesn't love being the point guard. So they well, got to figure something out. <laughs> you know, it's it's just because you have a small four that can dribble the ball up the court doesn't mean you have LeBron James. And I recognize that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are both very good perimeter players who can pass the ball. LeBron James can run an offense, and that's just different. <laughs> right? Magic, Penny, LeBron, like these big guards are just different. And just mm-hmm. because you have a big guy doesn't mean that you got those guys. Right. And I think the Clippers are going to try and kick the tires to see if they have one of those guys again. But right. I think if you look at the arc of their careers, you already know the answer is no, you don't have one of those guys. And you yeah. need to go out and get someone that can organize it. Yeah, I, I, look, I, I think it's the obvious glaring hole that they have, and it's very possible that they can still potentially find a way to address that, but it's going to have to be done via trade. Um, and I'm yep. curious to see how they make that. Look, what if they traded for Spencer Dinwiddie? Like, you know, the the Nets need to get off Dinwiddie, and they could use those like a Pat Beverly, right? I think yep. that that's the type of guy they need. Um, you know, there could be a way that that happens, right? Like, that's still out there potentially for the Clippers. Well, I think the larger question is, you know, what really happened in the days following their dismissal from the postseason that changed Ballmer's mind? Because as I wrote in the piece, it looks pretty clear that the team just feels as if Doc Rivers was the problem, period. If they really felt like they needed to go out and address this, what we think is a glaring issue, you know, they would have addressed it. Right. Right? They would have made the move. But they didn't feel that was necessary. And they felt as if it was just about Doc. So if they're right, then they won't need to make a move because they have all the things in place, including the right coach, and then they'll go ahead and fulfill their promise and actually make it to a Western Conference Finals. I just don't think they're right. I I just personally feel like the issue really was they didn't have a point guard. And even though they got really good looks in their loss to the Denver Nuggets, they may have gotten better looks or more organized looks mm-hmm. if they had a point guard. Yeah, no, they right. They definitely could have had someone that at least settled them down in those situations. Um, and look, maybe that person will be out there for them. We don't know. It's still a long ways to go. And I do think there'll be trades happening in season this year more so than maybe we've seen in the past. Uh, real quick, before we get to the calls, bigger loss, Rams or Raiders this weekend? Uh, Rams. Really? Why is that? Because they had a shot of maintaining pressure for the number one overall seed, which would have been huge for them. Mm-hmm. Huge. Um, I understand that the Raiders, the way they lost was disgusting, but they were going to be a wild card team no matter what. The Rams were actually in position to play for something so much more, and they may have blown it. Yeah, but now the Raiders find themselves outside of the playoff picture. So I think that's I, – I still think the Rams are still in that window, even for the one seed. Like, I don't think it's completely done. Um, 
I, I don't think it's likely, but I think the Rams, because they're solidified, I think, barring a disaster here at the end, that they're going to be in the playoffs. The yeah. Raiders, now, Greg, you know this by you know this by heart because you're a Raider fan. So they have games left against two, the Jets and who else? The Chargers? Yeah, they have the games against the Jets, the Colts, the Chargers, the Dolphins, and the Broncos. Okay, so they've got... So of those ga- of those games, the Jets is a winnable game. I think the Chargers is a winnable game. I think the Dolphins is a toss-up game. And I think the Colts, they're not better than the Colts, but they I mean, it's the NFL, anybody can win. Right. Uh, and they're better than the Broncos. So, but I think to get a playoff spot in the in the AFC, you're going to need 10 wins. So that Dolphin game that just got moved to Saturday night, I believe in week 14, um is now a pivotal game for them. Like they have to win that game. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I mean, to your point, um, you know, they're in danger of missing the playoffs because of that loss. Um, But I think the remaining schedule leans their way where they can still get in. I picked the Rams because a team that was up until that that point undefeated at home and feeling good about themselves, what a hell of a way to bounce back. Missing the postseason one year and maybe securing the number one overall seeding of conference the next would have been huge. Instead, they're not finding themselves back in the dogfight because Jared Goff was so turnover prone yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I just think that for the Raiders, like, we thought this was the year, like, we, that they were trending in the right direction. They were like, hey, the Raiders could be back. And now after that loss to the Falcons, it just feels like this thing has been a mess. Um, let's let's go to the phones, 877-710-ESPN. Let's go to Byron. Byron and Torrance wants to talk about um, the Rams and the Raiders who had the worst loss this weekend. Go ahead, Byron. I cannot believe that LZ took the words right out of my mouth. Good Lord. I also believe that the Rams had the worst loss because of the fact that they were playoff bound, and now I'm not exactly sure where they're at now. So, Well, they're LZ- still there. They're, they're the four seed right now. And if Seattle loses, um, they, would, they would be back to the three seed. True. Can I ask you a question about the fight real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't see the fight, and this morning I – I had the radio on when I got in the morning to uh, heard um, your next door neighbor, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Colin Hurd. Colin mm-hmm. Hurd said that he saw the fight, and to him, this is going to make you guys laugh. He said that Mike Tyson looks so good. If you give him six months of training, he would put him in the ring with Tyson Fury. He's out of his. No, mind. no, man. Listen, he let me explain something. Who, who said that? Colin Coward. Colin um, Coward. He's out of his yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah, he's out of his mind. You're right. And I love Colin, okay? Um, you know, we both worked with Colin. We've known Colin a long time. And thank you for the call. But that's crazy talk. Uh, we had, um, I, when we had Max on the last time, I think we may have asked him about this. And he talked about how, and look, nobody knows boxing better than Max around here. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, Max, I think, made the comment that as you get older, you know, the, the 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 twitchiness, the speed, right, just goes. The reaction time that yep. your body and your mind aren't necessarily on the same wavelength anymore as you age. So he basically said, "Look, could, Ty- could Mike Tyson get in the ring with Tyson Fury for a round, maybe two? Okay, maybe, but beyond that, no way. Like it just it 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 doesn't it, it doesn't compute that that would work itself out." And, and you know, and the thing is, is that when you think about some of the older champions in heavyweights divisions, right? These are guys who could absorb blows and still go on. You know, the George Foreman could take a beating and still go on. In other words, speed 
wasn't necessary for him to be a champion again, even at a later stage, because all he needed to do was catch you once. Right. He was a rep. Right. Mike Tyson, at his prime, did not give you the impression that he could take a beating. So I don't know if things have changed over the years, but if he's not fast enough to get out the way and he hasn't improved on his ability to take a beating to, to, to make a match last, I don't see him fighting anyone current. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Now, if you want to go and find Evander or something, I'm all down for that. Right, but, right. But Tyson right. Fury is a hell of a boxer. Right. And it's got crazy length on Tyson. Crazy in that length. Yeah, crazy. Crazy. And, oh, by the way, he can take a beating. Right. No question (laughs) about it. No question. Uh, Let's go to Jay in L.A. Jay, what's up? How are you guys doing? Hey, buddy. What's up, brother? Hey, you guys opened up a can of uh, worms with that boxing segment. I mean, what did you guys see on that fight Saturday night? Because all I saw was two old-ass men hugging each other. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for the call. not that old, man. I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't love the fighting aspect of it. It just. It did. I'm with Jay. Like I. I thought that that stuff was just like. I didn't. Honestly, to me, the Jake Paul, uh, Nate Robinson fight was more entertaining because of of the way it ended. I. I. It did feel like those two guys were just doing a glorified sparring session well, to well, me. First, well, first of all, whatever yeah. it was, Tyson won. Whatever right. you want to yes. call it. Tyson yeah. should have won. Yeah, I mean, he's in way better shape than Roy, too. He's I don't think there's any question. in way better shape. And Roy yeah. told yeah. you that, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. so. Yeah. And he should have just gone ahead and declared him the winner. But yeah. I have watched um, the stars of tennis get back out there and face each other. I've been to the big three yeah. to watch former NBA players. So there's yeah. no difference than that and watching boxing, in my opinion. Let's go. Well, you get a lot more hurt, certainly. But Lenny and Inglewood. Lenny wants to talk about the fight. Lenny, I got like 40 seconds, man. Go ahead. I have two quick points, man. First of all, Snoop needs to sit down and take all the seats talking about two drunk uncles. I ain't never seen <laughs> 254 year old man. 254 looked that good in a ring. If, if Snoop could dance as good as Mike Tyson fought, he'd look like Chris Brown. Uh, no, the second point is um, I'm a recovering Clippers fan, and um uh, LZ, you, you had some good points in your article, but um, during the regular season, I think they're fine. They will get exposed in the playoffs if they don't make if they do not find that 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 PG. But I think Dimwitty, like you said, um, George is out there. Um, I think that I think even a Derrick Rose. Yeah. No, you know what, Lenny? That that's a good one too. Derrick Rose is a good one. We're up against it though because we got a hard out here. Sean McVay shows up next. Lakers talk at seven. Don't forget in the seven o'clock hour, Santa Key will be making another appearance, so you can get to the seven ten ESPN stocking and find yourself a winner for something cool. Thanks, LZ. Excellent work as always. You too, brother. Great job, Greg and Laura. Congratulations to Warren Leong from Montebello. Winning the car from Culver City Mazda. Thank you guys for tuning in, calling in. We love you. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 4. See ya.